Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace, manage, and lead through change. So I am welcoming you to another episode of this podcast that I call my mic side chat, um, where I give you um, some top of mind Um, tips, strategies, actionable items to help you change your mindset and master your success along with best practices, research, and uh, food for thought that is designed to assist you in making some real uh, progress um, and to create a ripple effect of change that will create some sustainable success for you, your teams, and your organization. So with that being said, I wanted to talk today about moving beyond the performance. And what I mean by that is when we are talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, when we're talking about allyship, when we are talking about um, creating inclusive, diverse, uh, diverse, equitable um, communities and organizations and um circumstances and situations where people of color and people who are from various backgrounds um, feel that they belong, they feel safe, and they are surrounded by others who value them, who show them that they are valued, who show them that they are worthy, who show them that they belong, who show them that they are appreciated. Um, And so I want to talk about moving beyond the performance in particular when it comes to uh, this notion of allyship um, as well as when it comes to this whole notion of change and, and, you know, being equipped for change and doing the deep work of transformation. But let's start with allyship. Allyship when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging is when you have a member of the Uh, privileged or powerful culture um, who is able to become a supporter or champion of and for someone else who may not be a part of the dominant culture um, or may not have or be in a position of power or may not have autonomy and authority. So that can take the, the, um, the form of people who may be white, who are operating as allies for people of color, black indigenous people of color. That may take the the form of men who are being allies of women who are trying to break through the glass ceiling. That may take the, the, uh, the form of people who have been in a company for a long time and have seniority taking the um, taking the onus to support new people who are just coming on or um, people who are new to their careers or um, people who may not be from the quote-unquote in group and so allyship really is about you linking arms with someone else and helping them to navigate a world where you have positions of privilege, where you have positions of power, where you have a voice and you have a presence and your word means something, your word carries weight. 
Sometimes that means that you are going to invite them to sit at tables where they otherwise may have been left out. Sometimes it means that you bring them into rooms where they may not have otherwise been. Sometimes you recognize them um, or you refer them or you celebrate them. Sometimes you pass the mic to them in terms of giving them your opportunity to speak up and speak out um, and give them your platform. There are a whole lot of things that can be done um, to show allyship. In the United States, a lot of our allyship, um, when we talk about it, it revolves around issues of race, in particular, um, minorities, quote unquote, or people, you know, BIPC, BIPOC, Black Indigenous People of Color, um, people from the LBGTQ community, um, people who are from different cultural backgrounds or different socioeconomic backgrounds. But for most of the time, when you hear the term allyship in the U.S., we're talking about race. And so it comes down to white people <laughs> standing up for and becoming allies for black people. Um, I just went through a whole different, you know, number of different scenarios about how allyship works and what it looks like in, in, um, in different situations. But I want to come back to this notion of performative allyship. And performative allyship is when you're not really interested in doing the long-term work. You're not really interested in doing the difficult work. You're not really focused so much on doing the work behind the scenes, but you're mainly trying to do things to receive accolades, to, to receive kudos, to receive, you know, your just desserts. You want to be acknowledged and recognized for putting yourself out there, for being someone who is welcoming others, for doing the right thing, quote unquote. So at what point does our commitment to change move from being performative to being impactful? And that's not just in the case of allyship. That is also in the case of any type of long-term systemic change that we want to, that we want to implement. Anytime we want to have an impact, anytime we want to say that this is who we want to be. This is how we want to be. This is who we desire to be. This is who we are supposed to be. Not what you see, not the way we have been, not the ways in which we have, we have not performed, not lived up to a standard, not achieved, not succeeded, but the things that we should be doing that are expected of us. At what point do we move away from being performative, simply wanting to be seen, to really desiring to be impactful, to make a difference, to have some type of longevity, and to leave some type of legacy. And part of the reason I'm asking this question is because when we embark on a new leg of our journey, when we decide that we are going to do something different, when we say that we are going to take up the mantle of becoming an ally for someone else, to, um, to speak up for those who don't have a voice, to use our privilege and our power in ways that are going to enhance other people's lives and provide opportunities for other people who may not have otherwise had them. When we make a decision to say that we want to be an anti-racist society, when we say that we want our organizations to be more diverse and inclusive and equitable and to have people feel as if they can show up fully, wholly and authentically as who they are and belong. When we say that these are the things that we want, 
When are we going to move from performative to impactful? When are we going to move away from simply checking the boxes and saying, here are the activities that we are going to undertake. Here are the things that we are going to do. Here is how we are going to make it appear as if we are not just paying lip service, but we're actually doing something. When do we move from performative to impactful? Do we move from performative to impactful when we stop announcing any new initiatives regarding DEIB? Do we move from performative to impactful when we don't need to videotape or announce everything that we're doing on social media? Do we move from performative to impactful when we focus on the individual person in front of us and make it our job to ensure that that person feels valued and seen and supported and safe? Do we move from performative to impactful when we stop worrying about what other people are going to say or we, worry, we stop worrying about how we're going to look to others and instead worry about and focus on the impact that we're having in the person's life in front of us? Do we move from performative to impactful when we stop counting ways in which we are doing better, quote unquote, and instead look for long-term solutions that are going to be sustainable and successful over the long term, beyond the next two weeks, beyond the next quarter, beyond the next six months, beyond the next year? Do we move from performative to impactful when we stop having the need to say that we are better than we were and we still have a ways to go? At what point are we moving from performative to impactful? At what point is just showing up and publicizing and promoting what we're doing and checking a box or posing for the photo op? At what point is that no longer enough? When it comes to any type of change, when it comes to any type of transformation, when it comes to any situation and circumstance where we are being challenged to be better, than we were before. At what point are we making a decision to go from merely performing, meaning that we're going through the motions and we're checking off the boxes and we're saying the right thing and we're taking the right photos and we're posting the right videos and we are expressing the right amount of outrage. We are participating in the marches. We are showing up and signing our names to petitions online. We are posting a black box as a blackout on social media to support Black Lives Matter, but we're not supporting the black person who's sitting next to us in our office. At what point are we moving from strictly performing to being impactful? It's not a rhetorical question. It's an actual question. Because when we start looking at long-term success, when we start looking at the shift of transformation, when we start looking at what is needed within organizations and companies and teams and communities, what is actually needed in order for us to move the needle and not just a smidge, not just microscopically, but have an undeniable, unrelenting expectation of success, of long-term sustainable success, at what point 
Are we going from simply initiating or creating another quote unquote program to creating opportunity? At what point are we moving away from the easy thing to do and actually digging deep and pulling things out from the root that no longer service us and no longer apply and are no longer beneficial to us all versus a few, at what point are we going to give up the privilege that we have enjoyed in order to make sure that this is equitable for all? At what point are we going to start valuing people for who they are and not just the way they make us look? At what point are we going to say that our organization is going to put the funding behind new initiatives? We're going to put the support behind new initiatives. We are going to create opportunities for learning around new initiatives and we are going to lead around new initiatives. When are we going from performative to impactful? When are we going to say that having 50 plus years of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging as an industry and still not moving the needle to having diverse, equitable, inclusive environments within our workspaces where women and, and people of different sexual orientation and people of different cultures and people of different ages and people of different backgrounds all feel safe? At what point are we going to say that that problem not being solved is unacceptable? When do we go from performative to impactful? When do we go from paying lip service to the things that we think we should be doing and should be saying to actually walking that talk? When are we moving from performative to impactful? At what point are we going to take responsibility for our own initiatives, our own actions, our own thought processes? At what point are we going to speak up and speak out when it's inconvenient? At what point are we going to stand in the gap for those who have not been given a voice? At what point are we going to move from performative to impactful? When are we going to say that enough is enough? When are we going to say that it's not acceptable to say that, oh, we're going to wait until we get a new year? Oh, we're going to start over when we have a new administration. Oh, we're going to start over when we have a new leadership. Oh, we're going to start over when. It's always when. And that when is always in the future. At what point are we going to hold ourselves accountable to move from simply going through the motions to really being committed to making change. If you have listened to any of my other podcasts, you understand and you have heard me say, change is a process that begins with an event. We have the catalyst of the event that gets our attention. We have the shift of transformation that happens when we begin to explore new ways of thinking about things, new ways of being, new ways of examining things, learning about different ways that we need to consider things and enhancing our vision of how we see things and then taking it upon ourselves to act so that we can begin the next normal of application. That is the process of change. But so often, our process gets bogged down in the performative that happens after the catalyst of the event, 
we never get to the shift of transformation because we're so busy putting up smoke screens and painting good pictures and making statements and putting up these these less than desirable baby steps. And no, I'm not saying that wherever you start is wrong. I'm not saying that unless you are willing to go all in immediately, that there is no use for you to start. I am not saying that. What I am saying is that if you are going to be committed to things being better, if you are going to be committed to using your voice and your platform, if you are going to be committed to making sure that we are not going to go backwards, but we are going to go forwards, if you are going to be committed to saying that this is going to be different, then you need to go from the performative to the impactful. You need to go from talking about it to walking it out. You need to go from planning it to actually implementing. You need to go from saying that you're okay with a little bit of progress to setting hard goals, creating deliverables, looking at ways of assessing your process and evaluating your progress. When you move from performative to impactful, you are moving the needle. You are shifting the goalposts. You are moving the chains. It is no longer acceptable for baby steps to suffice. When you move from performative to impactful, you want results. And just talking from a business standpoint, at what point Have you ever known within a company or an organization that you will be rewarded and it will be okay for you not to achieve certain goals, for you not to adhere to and and provide certain deliverables, for you not to be able to show your growth, for you not to be able to solve problems that have been there for years? When is it acceptable for you to maintain your position of leadership, your position within the company, even as a staffer, if you do not achieve your goals, if you do not provide solutions to issues that have plagued the company for years and decades, at what point is it acceptable for you to still maintain your position? Yet, when it comes to social issues, when it comes to systemic discrimination and racism, when it comes to issues related to ways in which our people within organizations are not being valued, our people within organizations are not being given a voice, our people within organizations are not being treated equitably and equally, our people within organizations are being systematically disenfranchised, dismissed, and discarded, when that happens, It's okay. How is that acceptable? How is that not simply being performative and issuing a statement? Performative and saying that we're going to form an employee resource group. Performative and saying that we are going to uh, enact a holiday for everyone. Performative and saying that we're going to have Black History Month. Performative in doing the things that are easy without doing the hard work and the deep work of transformation to make a long-term impact. This isn't acceptable. Not anymore. Not in this day and age. We have been dealing and grappling with a global pandemic that has disproportionately ravaged communities of color and people who socioeconomically 
are poorer than the rest. We have been battling systemic racism and discrimination for years within this country in a variety of ways. And we have gone past the point of no return. We have been battling issues of companies putting profits before people and not valuing the people, the very people that enable them to be successful. We have created issues where a small handful of people have maintained power and that, and have made decisions that are more personal in nature than, than that are made in the interest of serving the greater good. All of this has been performative. We've said the right things. We've made the right gestures, but we have not made long-term change. So how do you change this? How do you shift? One, walk the talk. If you're going to say something, if you're going to put out a statement, if you're going to say this is what we want and how we want to be different, how we want to be better, then do something to back it up. Not just for a day, not just for a week, not just for a month, but put in a long-term strategy, a long-term plan. What is the vision of what this will look like when it is implemented? What is the vision of how this will look like when it's different? What is the vision of how this will look like when we are operating at our pinnacle of success? Create a vision and then create a plan to bring that vision about. Stop looking for the smallest thing that you can do. Stop trying to perform and be recognized in public for doing the bare minimum. Stop wanting to get a participation award when you really should be thinking about how you're going to turn the system upside down to right the wrongs that have been going on for years. Stop being told that you're wanting to be told that you're okay just because you make a post on social media, just because you black out your profile picture for a day, just because you happen to attend a rally. And no, I'm not dismissing or discounting any of those things, but I'm saying that the time for performative allyship, the time for performative anything is past. If we want real change, we have to look for the impact. If we want real change, we have to be willing to be uncomfortable. If we want real change, we have to be willing to speak up and speak out. If we want real change, we have to be willing to go through the shift of transformation. If we want real change, we have to go from performative to impactful because we recognize that each one of us has the capability to have a ripple effect that will impact the people around us. If each one teaches one, if each one touches one, if each one speaks up for one, if each one supports one, if each one looks at the other person as a living, breathing human being who has the same wants to be safe, to be successful, to be valued, to be appreciated, if we move beyond that golden rule of treating others the way we want to be treated, which only serves to center us, and instead look at what is needed for this person 
to feel valued, for this person to feel supported, for this person to feel seen, for this person to feel as if they belong. Then we will move from the performative to the impactful because we will no longer center ourselves and say that we need to feel better about whatever effort we're, we're creating. When you turn the focus from yourself and you turn the focus away from the way you feel, the way you want to be made to feel better, the way you want to be supported and you want to be coddled and you want to feel as if I'm doing okay. When we start turning the lens and looking at and shining a light on the others who have been disenfranchised, the others who have been left behind, the others who have been cast aside, the others who have been excluded, the others who have been diminished, the others who have been discriminated against, the others who have suffered. When we instead turn our focus onto them and we ask ourselves, what is needed to make them whole? What is needed to make them equal? What is needed to make them participate in the process the same way we are. We have witnessed so much that has happened in the world and in this country especially just over the last year. In 2020, at the beginning of 2020, we were in for a major shift. When the pandemic became, we became more aware of it when we started to understand more about it. But there are certain things that could have been done to keep us from going down this road if we had simply moved away from the performative and we had moved away from centering ourselves to thinking about others. Individual rights are great, but there is a collective responsibility that comes from being able to exercise your individual right. I'm responsible for you. You're responsible for me. We have to exist together. We have to coexist together. And there is no room. There is no room for performative, for, for performative allyship. There is no room for lip service. There is no room for half-stepping. Walk the talk. Be about it. Don't just talk about it. Create a plan for action, for results, and then implement the plan. I'll give you another, another tip. Break it down into what will I do in the next two days? What will I do in the next two weeks? What will I do in the next two months? Pick something, anything, but move beyond performing. Move beyond trying to be seen as good and instead just be good. Do the right thing. Not because it serves you, but because it is what we're supposed to do. We live in a community. We are intertwined. And the sooner we realize that, 
the sooner we will all see success. I hope this has been impactful for you. I hope that this has given you some food for thought. Again, my name is Keisha A. Rivers. I'm president and chief outcome facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace, manage, and lead through change. My podcast, Mindset to Mastery, is available on a myriad different platforms, plus my YouTube channel. Please visit my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. And click on the Let's Talk button. Schedule a time for us to chat about how I can work with you and your organization and your leadership team or you individually to be able to assist you in the process of being equipped to manage, lead, and embrace change. Also go to my website for more information on my newest book, Equipped for Change, Doing the Deep Work of Transformation, that is available on Amazon as well as on my website. Thank you again for listening. Thank you so much for joining me. And please reach out. Let me know how this has been impactful for you. And as always, as always, I want you to do what you can to change your mindset so that you can master your success. Until next time, stay safe, stay sane, and stay sanitized. Bye-bye.